I was like, oh, okay, like, I'm kind of thinking, like, that Disneyland, like, magical, like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm thinking. In, like, like, she comes down the, walks down the aisle, like, here comes the bride as, like, Belle, and, like, he's, like, Beast at the altar, and everyone's in, like, cosplay <laughs> costumes. Like, what? to what extent are we talking exactly. about Exactly. Looks like you've officially entered the group chat with your best friends. My name is Ali Paducci, and this is the Unfiltered Podcast, the place where we leave the heavily filtered world of social media to talk about anything and everything uncensored. From personal wellness to entrepreneurship, spirituality, sex, surviving breakups, and hilarious stories in between, join me as I navigate adulthood with real, unfiltered conversations. Honey, honey, check. Yeah, honey, honey, check. <laughs> check, checkmate. <laughs> How we feeling, honey? There it is. Bittersweet week, you guys, you know? Yeah, we both, again, we've both had weeks. Bittersweet weeks. You know, I also, tomorrow, I don't know if you guys do astrology shit, but Mercury's about to go into Gatorade and we're about to get all fucked up. Into Gatorade? (laughs) It's my favorite meme of all time where it's just like, it's like, it's like some husband like chirping his wife and he's like, is your Mercury in Gatorade or some shit, you know? (laughs) But Mercury's about to go into retrograde and it's like, hold off on this, don't do contracts, da da da. But then we've also moved into Aquarius and I just did. Okay. You, I haven't actually told you about the astrology reading that I did. I did this two-hour insane astrology reading. You guys have to have a reading with this girl. I'm telling you, it is wild shit. It's more like esoteric, so it's not like this is what the future holds for you. It's more of based on your birth charts and how you were born, this is like this is your life purpose. These are your strengths. This is how you will like fully succeed if you were in your fullest power. And it's like, is what you're doing right now in alignment with that? And how can you kind of like shift it to start to like have a bit more of a flow? So I had that reading a few weeks ago and she talked to me. She's like, February is actually go time for you. You know, shit's about to get going. But then I see that Mercury's in retro going into retrograde and I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. And it explains like, is that why everything is just insanity this week? Mm-hmm. Anyways, we're not going to get into it, but not going to get into the astrology. We're going to get into the bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes sense if retrograde or Gatorade, whatever you want to call it, is coming in tomorrow. Yeah. And you know what? Gatorade's kind of tasty. So it must be some like purple Gatorade bullshit. You What's know, it's not like flavor? it's a nice. I do red or blue. I don't yeah. fuck around. I don't do purple. Mm-hmm. I don't do orange. I think they're the most insulting flavors the of yellow. all time. The yellow's insulting. No, purple or orange is the bottom of the bottom of the bottom. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, honey. Bittersweet week. Last, what did we talk about last week? I had to restructure my team. Mm-hmm. Basically get rid of a team and do everything myself. <laughs> so <laughs> quite. <laughs> so you're not busy. No, I'm not busy at all. Um <laughs> So that was kind of stressful, but the strides that I've made in a week have been insane. Mm -hmm. Like I need to show you my new monday.com dashboard. Like I booked in like 17 podcast guests this last week and I have like, yeah. And I have like 10, 10 new sponsorship packages going out. 
Amazing. So um, that was a really massive stride. And then I also hired a PR company. So the last company I had, they were kind of like pitching me or helping me like book and guests and trying to pitch me sponsorship. And then I also had them try and book me in some press, but there wasn't really any success. There was like no press in the last six months and there weren't any partnerships. And so this week I ended up hiring a PR team and they guarantee results like the money that you give goes on retainers so they mm-hmm. start to work with you on like producing articles that they like seed to outlets and if an outlet picks it up mm-hmm. amazing and if it doesn't your retainer just carries to the next month and so it's all success based and I'm like now we're fucking talking let's get ready to rumble mm-hmm. so that was great um stressful but also feeling good you know kind of having to surrender I talked about it on my stories the other day where I had to ask myself a really serious question of can you actually like do you actually not have the capacity to do it mm-hmm. or are you being lazy or do you not or do you just not want to do that part of your business right and all are okay answers right but ultimately I I had outsourced it because I wanted to focus on another part of my business and I didn't really want to do that part of my business It's not that I didn't have the capacity to do it. If I worked a little bit harder, I could manage it all. So it's been a long week because it's been a lot to manage, but we're getting by and I'm relearning the importance of prioritizing and ultimately my clients are first. Yeah. So that's been the frustrating, not the frustrating part, but you know, when I want to be really excited about stuff for my own brand going on, it's been, it's like it would be nice to have a team that could I could just be like, take it and run with it. And I know that will come in due time. Mm-hmm. So it, it is by the time I get around to my stuff, I am quite tired. Yeah. But I'm managing. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. Because like I said on my stories, I don't want to promote this whole like team, no sleep, like rise and grind this like unhealthy part of entrepreneurship. But there are days that are going to be longer because I am my own boss and I am my own employee and I am responsible for the outcome of my business. Yeah. I can't, you know, I could do a nine to five and turn my work off, but I wouldn't get the results I wanted or I wouldn't get to them as fast as I wanted. So that's kind of been like my week. And then, you know, I know, but they don't know. (laughs) I'm telling you guys right now, if you are looking to buy a car, do not even think about stepping foot into a fucking Ford dealership. And I'm just going to go out and say it. Good. It's about time you did. The shit that these guys have pulled on me for the last six months, I am dumbfounded. <laughs> Honey, like, what do, should we talk about that now? Or do you want to talk about your week? And then we'll really get into um, the heated discussion at the end. Want to circle back on the Ford? You know what? Let's circle back on the Ford because my update has to do with what you just talked about. And then we both have experiences with lemons. And then I feel like we can really jam out about that. So uh, you would have never heard about this on my stories because um, I don't post anything on Instagram. But (laughs) I quit my job. (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) Thank you, honey. And this kind of relates to honey's... uh, what she was just talking about how doing everything yourself and ultimately you are responsible for how your business presents itself shows up and how successful it is and I decided a year ago that 
my business wasn't quite making like it was making ends meet but it wasn't comfortable and I was like okay this is my first year on my own I do not want to just take on business because I need the money I want to make sure that the business that I take on aligns with me and I'm not like holy shit I don't have any money yeah I'll take you on as a client and there's zero alignment um such a power move hard 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 in the moment when obviously you want to make money Mm -hmm. but such a power move on your part so And there's been, thank you, honey. And there's been a few that even in this pandemic, when you'd also think, hey, you'd need the money, but (laughs) I've said no. Like this one couple, I don't know if I, yeah, I'm going to say it. They came at me and they're like, yeah, we want to have a Disney themed wedding. And I was like, oh, okay. Like I'm kind of thinking like uh, Disneyland, like magical, like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm thinking in, like, like she comes down the walks down the aisle like here comes the bride as like Belle and like he's like beast at the altar and everyone's in like cosplay <laughs> costumes like what? to what extent are we talking exactly about and so moral of the story is I'm thinking you know a dream is a wish your heart makes type of theme magical white like beautiful I'm like all right we can kind like of make that Cinderella work. type shit. yeah but she wants the tables to be Disney movie themed and I said no so you know you deny clients that aren't in alignment with you. And I'm sure there's some planners yeah. out there that could make that wish come true. I'm not. I, but that's okay. Yeah, that's not your that's wheelhouse. Okay. Like you have a brand and that's not exactly. it. And so stuff like that, that's not aligning with my brand. I'm not taking on. So I got a job at a restaurant, an amazing restaurant, great experience was slowly and surely week by week, day by day, hour by hour. Even when I wasn't there, the days that I had to be there was draining me. It was draining me and it's because mm-hmm. I'm no longer in alignment with not with that industry, but not being in a serving position in that industry anymore. It's expired and I can't do it anymore. And I'm not saying and it's you not- worked so hard in it. Like you were in that industry yeah. and it's hard when you're making really good money, mm-hmm. but you were in that industry for so long and fought so hard to break free of it yeah. to like you got the funds, you funded your own business, you went fully on your dream. Yeah. And I think you were struggling with like the back, like looking at it as a backward step of like, now I'm not actually giving my business exactly. the attention I said I'd give it. Exactly. And I did step out of it. Um, and I was out of that, that industry for a year and I was hustling and I was like, my business was yeah. my full-time job and I saw results. And then when I was starting to think about the money aspect, that's when I dropped, my results dropped, the hustle dropped and all of that energy went into making money. And again, if you're in a business first and foremost to only be making money it's not going to get you very far like you've definitely got to be in the business because you want to be in it your values are in alignment with that business you want to see results for your clients and from there the money will come but if you're Mm -hmm. just doing stuff for money it'll drain you 100 Mm percent so anyways i made the decision to uh (laughs) fully quit my main source of income and i've got uh now all the time in two weeks, I'll have all the time to make my business my full-time job. And it was really scary. I came home from handing in my two weeks notice and I have a duvet on the couch and I crawled under it and had a nap and made Evan bring me McDonald's and, you know, just kind of let that go. And I feel freaking amazing. I feel great. And I already noticed the shift in my business when I am energized and putting in the work posting on instagram making stories making graphics on canva wherever people go to do that kind of stuff and i've seen the results are went from zero percent to like 150 percent. yeah didn't you just get a new client Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. the day that i went to go quit my job i got a new client yeah so yeah 
it's all in alignment. So that's why I wanted to bring that one up now because that's what ha- that's pretty much all that really happened in my week. But it was I've been thinking about doing this for two months, so it was nice to just cut that cord and. Yeah, and it's nice to like. I think in the moment, I think that's where I appreciate having girlfriends like you and like the circle that we have because in the moment that shit's really stressful, right? It mm-hmm. goes against your instincts yeah. because you'll stay in that responsible part of your brain that thinks, well, I need to make money mm-hmm. in order to survive. I need to pay my rent. I have bills to pay. Not, It's not like you're just like, oh, I can't go out and do things anymore. Like you're going to your basic of like, how am I going to survive? Yeah. But the vulnerability it took to like, I think there, I was talking to my mom about this because we had this discussion around like, it's not that you don't work hard. Like I had a really shit year. Everyone had a really shit year. A lot yeah. of people did. She's like, it's not that you don't work hard, but like there's a lot of strength in being able to like lean on people when you need support. Mm-hmm. And it would be a really big difference if, if like you weren't busting your ass mm-hmm. at your job. If you weren't like trying, like, you know, you're a very hard worker. You're very passionate. It's not like you're sitting at home on your ass doing fuck all Mm -hmm. being like, oh, I don't want to work. Yeah, exactly. You're in this crossroads that at this crossroad that many people are at in their life. And you are lucky because you actually have people around you that have the ability to support you. Mm -hmm. And that's a really big difference. And I think maybe people will have listening to this will have different opinions on this and that's okay. But you're at a place in your relationship also where you're in a partnership. Yeah. Okay. This isn't your boyfriend of three months. Like this is like, this is your partner who is also now saying like, I want you. I know you're going to be okay. Like we all know you're going to be okay. Yeah. Like we would tell you if you were making a stupid move. Yeah. You know, you've always asked for our opinions. We would say, I don't think that's smart right now. Because even a few months ago, where you're at, I said, how would, you know, like we've, you've been navigating this journey for a while. And ultimately it came down to, am I giving my business the attention that it needs to thrive? And the answer is no. Mm-hmm. So like what steps needed to go into supporting that? And you luckily had the support system that was like, hey, I got you. Yeah. This isn't like I'm going to go fund your lifestyle. This is like, hey, if you need me to take care of rent this month, it's yeah. not like it's not a big deal. I got you. Yeah. And like that's so important because like this is temporary. A hundred percent. This is temporary. This is helping you navigate your journey because people believe and know like look at where you were before COVID hit and what this year would have been for you. Yeah. It's just yeah. it's a temporary part of everyone's story and it's hard to see it when you're in it because I'm in it. You guys have to talk me out of it all the time. But I'm really proud of you because sometimes it's hard to walk away from money when you think you need it mm-hmm. to do things that you know you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. And you're totally right. And people can view this that are listening differently. But I am very lucky to have that support system when it comes to girlfriends like yourself that will literally tell me if I'm making the wrong decision, but also like encourage me and believe in me and keep me motivated. And then I have a partner that's literally looking at me like, I just want you to be happy. So if you're worried about money, don't worry about it. I got it. Like, just stop, you know, like go do what makes you happy. He even said to me the other day, he's like, whether you work or you don't work, you can play in the living room all you want. Like, I really don't care. He's like, I just want you to be happy. So take this time. He's like, don't feel like because you quit your job, you all of a sudden got to get right to the hustle. He's like, take some time if you need it. Like, relax and get back into that groove. Because I've been finding that 
I'm not in that hustle mentality like quite yet. But then it goes back to what you're saying about how you have to do everything yourself. And it's like, it's a lot of work, like building yeah. a website, building your packages, Instagram, a lot of people outsource that kind of stuff, but that Figuring takes money. How to get clients for weddings in a fucking pandemic when yeah. you don't know what the restrictions are going to be three weeks from now. You have a lot of curveballs. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it's just been really nice now to be given that space to focus back on that stuff because do you think that my packages from two years ago are effective right now? No. <laughs> They're like my website was completely out of date because of what's going on right now everything required an update so um yeah honey we made some big moves i'm proud of us we made some big moves i always go back to that question of we're approaching a year now like the one year mark isn't that insane just side note is that not insane it's wild and i think back mid-february and if you've heard me say this on a few other podcasts, too fucking bad. Hit that 15 <laughs> second fast forward <laughs> because I need to tell myself this every goddamn day. That's right, honey. <laughs> but I look at where I was February 15th, 2020. February 15th. I remember I will literally never forget that day because not only did I my, did my jaw hit the floor, but I remember crying on my couch, like crying, not knowing why I was crying. But I mapped out my entire year of every single client I currently had, mm-hmm. when projects were starting, when projects were wrapping, mm-hmm. and just doing a basic calculation, knowing that without any Instagram work, without any random photo shoots, without any of that, knowing that I would be probably making like a minimum of Mm $350,000 for client work was insane to me. Insane for a few reasons. If you know what I do on the back end, so I run a creative agency. I work with people on building brands, running social, creating content, doing all this stuff. And for the last two and a half years, three years, I busted my ass, Mm -hmm. like busted my ass to build that client load. And just a kind of like, what? <laughs> I said in a Not lot of free work, free work but like the but girls trip like, series and like, you know, yeah, a lot of like building portfolio, but networking and trusting and yeah. following up and, you know, just like putting it all out there. And that was just crazy to me. I think it was just the feeling of like, here we go, you know, like yeah. buckle up. Not you made it like, don't get it twisted. You didn't make it. It's like, buckle up, this shit's about to, like, it's about to take off, you know? Now it's like, can I hire the staff that I need to expand? Can I outsource this? Can I start building my team? Can I, you know, there were all these things. And I don't think I shared that with anyone because it actually scared the fucking shit out of me. I think, like, I had told you guys why I was so upset, like, probably fall of this year. Like, I don't think at the time I had shared that with anyone because I was worried that it wouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. I was worried that, like, something would you know it would jinx it or whatever it was and I kept that to myself and to see every single opportunity get pulled from underneath me to be left with one client for about eight months was fucking devastating Mm -hmm. and now it's like okay we made it we're okay it wasn't the year that we planned for it's gonna be hard to build it back but the one question I ask myself almost every single day And this goes back to what you're saying about being in alignment. If it was February 15th, 
2020. And money was not an issue. Would I handpick every single one of those clients if, like it, if it was not about money? Mm-hmm. And the answer is no. And it's not that I don't love each of them individually. It came down to like, are you truly doing mm-hmm. like what you want to do? Yeah. And the answer was at first, I don't know. And then it became clear. It's like, well, it's not a fuck yes. So it's obviously a no. It's not good enough. And I never would have had the opportunity to discover that if that rocket ship would have taken off. I, I, who knows what it would have led to? Probably would have been a few wild years. And knowing my personality, I probably would have walked away from it at some point with two middle fingers being like, fuck this, don't want to do it. And probably would have started doing something else. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, that should be if I had like one of those bobbleheads, it would uh-huh. just be like, so I guess yeah, that looks good in the video. <laughs> I think, I think just like it's always easier said than done because when you're in that position, and this is just I know people listening have gone through this or maybe you're going through it. I know everything is always easier said than done mm-hmm. when you're talking to someone versus you actually like being in the situation. Yeah, that's a good question. I like that. If you money wasn't an issue and would you have handpicked all those clients yeah that's a really good way to like when you come face to face with a potential client and you're kind of like this don't feel good for some reason it's a good question to ask like if yeah you know like would I handpick you like would I pick you as much as you're choosing me would I pick you I think it really has to go both ways when you are starting off with a business especially I think if you're also new in business too because when you come face to face with a client that you may think is in alignment with you and later on down the road you find out is not that experience to get yourself either through that or out of that is I'm not going to name the client but you fucking know yeah but it's like (laughs) if you were just starting out your business you'd get fucking rocked rocked but if you have if not even years but clients under your belt to know how to navigate a situation like that, I can't tell anybody more. If you're starting out in your business, be selective. I don't. It doesn't matter if you have one fucking client for the year in your first year. Yeah, because you, that is you so that. key. Yeah, it's so key. And I think back. You know how hard it was these last two months. I have turned down 10, 10 clients on monthly retainer. Ten. 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 Do you know how hard that is? And there were a few where I was just like, okay, yeah, yeah, maybe I could do that. I turned down 10 clients, not because I was lazy, not because there was maybe something I was like, you know, something I could maybe work through that I didn't want to work through. 10, because my gut said to me, as soon as I said, and now I start off my things, what, why are you not with the last person that you are working with? Mm. Like, Why was that not a success? So I had a call yesterday with a potential social client and I said, I'm looking at her stuff and I I said, who, who does your work? It's a good question. You know, she starts telling me, yeah, we are working with another freelancer. We just let her go. She was really nice, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, great. Thank you for sharing. What was that person doing? Like, why was she not successful in that role? 
well, because I wasn't liking how this was happening. I wasn't liking how that was happening. We had a goal of growing to here and all of these things. And I said, okay, great. So let me tell you a little bit about what I do. And now I'm trying to be very clear that I'm specializing with working with clients in content creation, social design, and social storytelling, right? When it comes to those like social retainers. So I'm like, if you want someone to take your brand and to shape stories around it and create content to push that out to communities to start conversation, that is what you should be hiring me for. Mm -hmm. If you are looking to, for me to take you from zero to 20,000, that's not me. But if that's your goal, I'm going to tell you that you do need A, B, C, D, E on your team to also help that like happen, help that happen. So those conversations are not conversations I was having when I started my business because you'll find that you're more of a yes person. You're like, oh, yeah, 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 I can do that. Yeah. And now it needs to be clear. This is what I do. And let's discuss what is like this is successful to me. Is that successful to you? Mm. And if it's no, there is no way you should be working with that client. And you're going to find you're going to have to ask it a couple of ways. Because at the end, when we recapped everything, so I said, okay, so for me, this is how I'm successful in this role. I take your brand. I create your content pillars. I do this. I create this content. I do this. I do this. I do this. And I build this and blah, 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 blah. That is successful to me. Is anything missing? She's like, yeah, these things are missing. And I was like, okay, great. Do you have the capacity to hire someone else to do that? Are you looking for me to recommend you to someone? Are you hoping that I'm doing that in this role? She was like, I'd be hoping that you'd be doing that in this role. And I said, okay, thank you for sharing that with me. Unfortunately, I don't do that. Mm -hmm. So I can send options of what I think. And if that's in alignment with you, let's move forward. It is so hard to have that conversation when I'm sitting here thinking like, oh, 10, 10 clients at probably a minimum of $2,500 a month on monthly retainer, that's $20,000 a fucking month mm-hmm. that I said no to. Do you know how hard that is? But that is... But what happens? Because it comes back to me, my reputation, what they tell other people, it, it affects our working relationship. It yeah. causes resentment. It's just not... You're not setting yourself up for long-term success, especially when I said, well, you're stuck with me for a minimum of three months Mm -hmm. and then I need 60 days cancellation notice. So you're really stuck with me for five months. And if you're not happy, that's not going to end well for anybody. (laughs) You or her or him. It's not a good, healthy situation to get into. And I start to think of my history and my pattern Mm -hmm. and I'm like, it's harder now. Yes. But is it better for me in the long run and for the client? Yeah, because everyone, at the end of the day, it's going to lead us into the Ford conversation. People just want to get what they pay for. Yeah. And if that's clear and that's handled in integrity, then there's usually not issues. And if things do get heated, you can be like, thanks so much for sharing that with me. Let's just revisit our original agreement. Mm -hmm. I think that also goes to, and this will now lead into Ford. (laughs) But one thing that I've learned in my business is that you know, I don't want to say it's an over promise and an under deliver, but you're not everything. If you're a brand creator, you're not a social media marketer. If you're a wedding planner, you're not a decorator. If you, you know what I mean? Like you have to really know what you specialize in and you have to know what you're not because somebody's going to hire you and be like, oh, branding, 
building my brand, content creation, storytelling, that all kind of falls under like hashtags, getting me 25,000 followers in a month. Like that all, that's all the same. It's got to be the same. I'm paying her X amount of dollars. It's like, no, I specialize in this. You're paying me X amount of dollars for this. If you're looking for this, then somebody else will provide that to you. But just because somebody else- Everyone's a social media manager and everyone's a photographer and it drives me mental. And I know this happens in every industry, but it's like, if you want to enter a space and be a professional photographer, can we maybe try and incorporate some education into your day to understand how like it works to keep your rates and integrity of what's expected of the industry. So everyone raises up and like, imagine all of a sudden I'm like, oh yeah, I can plan fucking weddings. And I come in and start planning weddings for $200. <laughs> I'm doing a disservice yeah. to myself, doing a disservice to my client, mm-hmm. because the client now thinks that that's what a wedding planner does. Yeah. And I'm also lowering the standard of the industry. Yeah. But it's like someone thinks social media manager is making a pretty grid and posting photos. That's not it. But then people will do it and they'll hire those people for $500 a month or $250 a month and then they don't get the results they want. But then the clients think that that's what a social media manager is so they no longer find value in that mm-hmm. role. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I get heated. You know how I feel about I this. Know. Moral you know of the I- story is get clear on what you offer. Like get clear on exactly what it is that you're offering and don't be afraid of the things that you're not offering. Like, you know what I mean? It's just offer what you can offer. Because that's what you want to do and that's what you specialize in. You don't have to offer everything. Like there's so many things that I say no to in my wedding packages that some other planners and coordinators would offer um, because I choose not to because that is just not something that I want to offer. But what I do offer is A, B, C, D. And I think that makes me different than E, F, G, H. You know, you just got to know what you offer. Yeah. And honestly, like put your blinders up. Mm-hmm. I started realizing when I was seeing what other people are doing, I'm like, ooh, yeah. You know, I it would it would light me up. A company would come to me and they're like, hey, we want this, this, this. I'm like, great, it's two grand. And then I see it. I lost the campaign to like a photographer who charged $300. And I'm like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't win. I don't win. Client doesn't win. Client's like, oh, I got 100 raw images. Like, you don't even want the raw images. But they, like, they're also used to that standard not. moving forward of like, well, I only paid $300 for that. Like, you're going to charge me two grand, but I only paid 300 for this. You're going to charge me five grand, but I only paid a thousand for that. It's like, who the fuck's go back throwing those numbers around? Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> then go back and have them do it again because I'm not interested, honey. <laughs> <laughs> honey. Honey. Which goes, let's segue this into Ford, is... Um, fuck those motherfuckers. Fuck those motherfuckers. But let's talk about brand integrity. <laughs> I don't even know, like, how do I give you the Coles notes of what happened to me in I, this situation? I would make like, it just kind of... Let me... You go ahead. Let's just see how this goes. So... Let's rewind a couple years ago. I get contacted by Ford Canada to do a marketing campaign for a brand new car launch. They launched a brand new SUV. They're basically starting, they're dropping that car off on the east coast of Canada. They're driving it all the way to Tofino. So they're taking this car across the country and they're hiring people to drive the car at different stops, experience the vehicle, post about it, promote the the new car, promote Ford, da 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 
So my ass flies out to Thunder Bay, Ontario. <laughs> FYI, can you just imagine if we were friends at this point and we both got to go? Just it would have been. I brought a friend. You got to bring a friend. I brought one of my best friends from Toronto. Mm-hmm. We flew into Thunder Bay, Ontario, and we drove. We drove from Thunder Bay to Winnipeg. Okay, probably the second worst leg that you can get of that entire thing. Like aside from having to drive the prairies, but whatever. It was fine. We were with friends, you know. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're not looking at much when you're driving there. So anyways, campaign goes well, da-da-da-da, honey's in the market for a car. She buys a Ford. The irony that I get hired (laughs) to do this campaign and then I buy a vehicle, right? So I buy a car and this one's on me. So I buy a car that turns out, you know what, I could have made better buying choices, but I didn't. Hindsight's 20-20, right? I buy a vehicle. I'm two years into it. I actually can't stand it. Like, I can't stand the vehicle so much. Like, it's horrible on gas. It, like, can't make it up a hill. It barely, you know what I mean? It was just like that. I was basically paying for this oversized car that cost me, I was putting gas in it weekly at, like, $80 a tank. Okay? It was just, like, I'm like, okay, if I'm doing a four or five-year finance on this, like, how? Is this worth it? Considering that at the end of this, no one's going to want to buy the car. <laughs> Use are going to be like, no yeah. fucking chance. So I was faced with a hard choice. Do I, because I was financing, not leasing, do I now ha- go back in to refinance a new vehicle? And that's not a nice conversation because whatever money you're owing on that finance gets carried over to your new car. So your monthly payments go up a significant amount. Mm-hmm. But I hated the car that much, you guys, that I was willing to do it. So this was back in the spring. I was car shopping for a while, actually probably last March. I think I was car shopping for a few months and ultimately decided it would probably be in my best interest to stay with Ford, given that the buyback on my original car would be higher at a Ford dealership than going to any other different make of a car, right? And I had to carry over this finance. So mm-hmm. I think at the time I owed like twenty five or like twenty eight, maybe thirty thousand. I think I still owed like thirty thousand on that car, and they're buying it back for like nineteen thousand. So I had to carry over, mm-hmm. like I had to carry over a lot of money. So over the last two years, they had redesigned the Ford Escape, and I'm not gonna lie, they did a really nice job with the redesign. I don't know how they didn't get sued by Porsche by completely like ripping off the design, but that's okay. It was cute, right? So I do. <laughs> like Zara, H&M, Copy and Aritzia, same thing. Exactly. It's the same thing, right? <laughs> so I do a couple of test drives and I also drive, like, I think I test drove like a BMW X3. I, I, I test drove a bunch of cars, but ultimately I landed on, they have a few different makes, the Ford Escape and their top, like, top model of it is like all-wheel drive it's a hybrid big like big pull in my like decision making there um the design was really nice the interior was nice like it has literally all the bells and whistles like everything and my insurance would go down because of all the new safety features Mm -hmm. so it's like okay my monthly payments increase quite a bit but i'm gonna be saving a lot more in other ways over the last over the next five years so I take the plunge, beep, beep, bitch, get in. Mama's got a new car. Let's take it for a ride, you know? You can get the Ford 2020, like, titanium hybrid escape. I'm pretty sure it's around, like, $45,000. Mm-hmm. 
but with my new finance, mama's paying about $59,000 for it. Okay, wait, so let's just clear that up. You got the car, but then you got top of the line. So you had upgrades on top of the base. Yeah, model. I got like the best, The you, could, you can't get any more belt. Like I got the every single feature i said i'm not playing around this time yeah i'm just gonna fucking get it i'm gonna love my car i'm gonna drive it to the ground that's it but, mama's not and playing. then how much did you carry over would you say from the other car yeah so it would have been instead of it being forty five thousand brand new mama was paying fifty nine thousand. Oh, that was including everything all right including my carryover yeah just so people can understand like the severity of what's happening here moving yeah. forward I also needed clarification. <laughs> yeah. So instead of the car being 45000 it was 59000 with my new balance. So basically, I'm, I'm paying for a BMW. I'm driving a Ford, but it's okay. It's fine because I got all the bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm happy with it. Things that I loved about the car. I was averaging 6.4 kilometers a tank city driving in an SUV. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think you guys realize, like, here's an example. I put gas in my car almost three weeks ago when I went to go see my parents in Victoria. I am just over half a tank. Wow. Like it's amazing on gas because it's hybrid, right? And it recharges. It's not plug-in. Anytime you brake, it recharges your hybrid. So it was phenomenal on gas. I loved the features. It was really sleek. Da, 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 da. Mama's a month in. Okay. All of these things start happening to my car, right? see this notification pop up being like oh this has turned off can't use it oh this turned off can't use it oh your automatic brake safety feature turned off oh transmission oh like all this stuff and i'm driving one day and you know how neurotic i am with this like this car locking thing and there's been so many times because charles my dog sits in the trunk of my car and when we drive and I have like a protector up for it. And sometimes if the protector um, or something's in the way, obviously your trunk won't lock. Duh, science. So there's been so many times that's happened where I've had to just sit there and I'm like, I'm just going to stand here and wait till it clicks because mm-hmm. we've played this game too many times. So that's my routine. Is, is Does the car click? Yes. Okay. <laughs> what happens to anyone's car, honey, when you're driving and like a door is open? it flashes it beeps makes noise right yeah, yeah right okay just fucking clarifying that and I'm it not tells you here. like which door like it'll tell you yeah. your door yeah hey beep beep something's open just so you know so i have my dog in the trunk leaving dog school what road on are you south- on southwest marine drive right on that bend right on the bend where you merge to go to the airport like busy decent speed I'm on the phone with you, actually. Yeah. And I start freaking out. I'm like, whose fucking window's open? Whose window's open? Why is it so loud? And I look in my rear view. There is no notification that any door is open in my car. I look in my rear view, and my trunk is wide open on Southwest Marine Drive with my dog, my puppy, in the back. I don't remember what I did. I think I started screaming and then I'm thinking, holy fuck, Charles, like don't jump out when I stop the car. What if he jumps out onto traffic? I was freaking out. Close the door. I think I cried the whole way home because I almost killed my dog. I was so distraught. You just pulled (laughs) over. Hey, anywhere you you just pulled right over. I pulled right over. I just fucking put my hazards on. I started to slow down and I pulled over, but I was worried that if it was stopped, he would just jump out. So I kept screaming at him to stay. Anyways, that freaked me out. 
two days later, I'm driving and all of a sudden my car just stops, stops driving in the middle of the road. It's like pull over. I'm like, can't pull over. You literally just stopped my car. And because everything happens electrically, like to your app, it tells you what's wrong. I get this, another notification saying like HEV hazard, like Mm -hmm. electrical failure, like blah, blah, blah. Now I'm thinking something's got to be wired wrong in my car here, right? Like something electrical is obviously going on. And three days from then I was supposed to go on a road trip to go shoot that wedding in the Rockies. Mm -hmm. So I bring it to the dealership and I tell them like, I'm, I'm freaking out. I'm like, guys, this is a list of everything happening. Let me like, but I have to go on this road trip. Like, do you think I'm going to get my car back? Like what's going on? All of this stuff. No, no, no. It's going to be fine. We'll just take a look at it. You'll have your car back in a couple of days and we'll set you up with the rental in in the meantime. How do I Coles notes this? Because three days turned into almost a month of me dealing with the most demeaning and disrespectful men I've ever dealt with in my entire life speaking to me like I've never driven a car. Mm Mm-hmm. And they, anytime I gave feedback as to what was going on, I was met with, this has never happened before. The case is taking so long because we've passed it to the engineers and the engineers are saying it's actually impossible for this stuff to be happening because all this other stuff didn't happen. I'm like, what do you want me to do? Like, this is what's happening. I don't, like, I don't have you're any other expert, answers for you. You're the expert, not me. <laughs> yeah, you're the expert. And again, like... <laughs> Just all of these things, checking in, checking in, checking in. One person tells me one thing. One person tells me another thing. The for the sales manager says that he's going to look into a buyback for me. When I talk to the sales manager, uh, the the, um, the service manager, he's like, well, I talked to the sales manager and there's zero chance they're interested in a buyback. And I, after like that many weeks, I was just like, one of you fuckers is lying to me and now you're pissing me off. Mm-hmm. Like enough's enough you're lying to me you're I don't I can't even give examples of how they were speaking because it's just gonna set me off of the shit they were saying to me honey you know but anyways so I have three people that I was dealing with I put them all in an email and I said moving forward I'm not accepting any phone calls from you you will only communicate to me in this email thread via writing and I was just like this is so unacceptable that it's gotten to this point one of you guys is lying to me so figure out your story get it straight send it over to me and I want to hear back by end of day Friday what the what the like the direction we're going in order to like productively solve this problem that's it yeah I'll hear right from you end of day Friday I'm like and by the way if I don't you guys hired me on a marketing campaign. I'll just go back to the PR agency. I'll ask for another contact and I'll figure out how I'm going to escalate and deal with this myself. Like I'm just, I'm paying $750 a month for this fucking car. Fuck off. Yep. $59,000 oh, they hold of yours. <laughs> yeah. And here's what they actually told me. He, this is what caused the, what triggered me to send the email. I forgot to say, he said, nothing's wrong with your car and we don't know what's wrong with it. So you're going to have to drive it until something else happens. And I said to him, <sighs> I don't care who's going to be driving that car and can tell something else happens, but I'll tell you one thing. It's not fucking me. And that's what caused me to send that email. Yeah. Cause it was in that conversation that I'm interested in a buyback. All of a sudden, some fourth man pops into the thread. We're so sorry. We're going to just replace your car. Oh, now you're going to replace my car after you fight me for a fucking month. Now you want to replace my car. 
okay, we're just going to swap it out. Your payments will stay the same. They don't have to start over. The car will be here on Monday. Da, 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 da. At this point, I also escalated it to the, it got escalated to the presidential's office. And I was just at this point hoping to have a buyback because I wanted to be fully released from court. They stand me up on my appointment to deliver the car. They set up a meeting to deliver the car to my house at 930. I stood there on a Tuesday morning. They didn't show up and didn't call to tell me they weren't delivering my car. They're like, oh, yeah, sorry. They got busy. You said you were free like any morning, though. So we can come another day this week. I'm like, no, I said pick a day this week and I'll make myself available. It doesn't mean you don't you don't you no show the appointment. This is coming from the president's office. And then I go in to get the car because they know show and the finance manager is there and he's like, sign all these papers. And I said, I'm not signing these papers because the numbers don't add up. He's like, no, 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 it's fine. And I said, no, it's not fine. I'll do the math with you here. These numbers don't add up. So I'm not signing the papers. I won't take the car. He's like, okay, you go do the transfer of ownership with insurance and in the lobby and I'll work out these numbers I'll fix the contract and I said okay (laughs) I go to do the transfer of ownership I come back all all of a sudden the numbers are magically fixed you scamming motherfucker (laughs) but what was he trying to scam do you know because my payments weren't supposed to start over so anything I paid on the old car just continues and the numbers didn't add up included it It was adding it was adding more money to my car and it was off by like a few thousand. Yeah, it was like missing a bunch of payments that I made. I said to him, like, I'm not taking the car until all the papers are signed so I can make an educated decision. Fair, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, nope, that's it. I'm like, great. Did the transfer of ownership. They gave me the keys. I'm like, I hope I never see these guys again. I drive off in my new car. They were supposed to move um, items from my old car to my new car. And like, they're like, you're not going to have to lift a finger. They took the items, threw it in the trunk, didn't set my car up, and I had four passes from the Scandinav spa missing from my car. Okay? Perfect. Just continuing on. Minor, minor little detail there. I get a call (laughs) or an email later the next week telling me that I need to come back and sign papers because I illegally took the car. He said it was fine when you said that you're going to look over the paperwork. And And I said... left the car there. We had... We had a discussion saying that I wasn't taking the car until I signed all the paperwork. Mm -hmm. And then you agreed to that. And then I signed the paperwork. And then you sent me to do the transfer of ownership. And then you gave me the keys. So can we just figure out for a second why I'm illegally driving this car? Like, I didn't, did I, what? Yeah. The fuck are you guys on? What's going on? Like, I think it got to a point where I was like, honey, what is going on right now? Can this be done? Can I just have a car that like I'm paying for and I don't have to deal with the dealership? Like what the fuck is going on? Mm -hmm. So then the president's office gets back involved and she's like, Ali. And I said to her, I'm like, listen, I don't know if I want this car anymore. Like I actually have no faith in how any of this was handled. And she's like, I'm like, the dealership's offering me a deal, da, da, da. She's like, don't take the deal from the dealership. I can offer you a better deal from the president's office, but I can't offer you a deal until obviously the pay- the car is in your name. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, this is like obviously Cole's notes, but I said, I'm like, at this point, I don't really have faith and I'd rather just have like potential options of how it could go no matter which one I chose so I can like make a bit of an educated decision. She's like, unfor- she's like all I'm saying is that 
you can trust me. I can make a better deal than the dealership once the car's in your name. I knew I shouldn't have done it, but I did it anyways. Just chirping me about intuition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did it anyways. She comes back with a worse, a deal way worse than the dealership. Like hundreds of dollars worse than the dealership. And basically tells me that's their final decision and they're not buying back the car. Yeah, it was basically a take it or leave it. Yeah. Take it or leave ba- it and leave us alone. Basically, like, take the money or don't take the money, but that's your car now, so it's not our fucking problem. See you mm-hmm. later. I was so mad I couldn't even respond to the email. That was back in October. Since October, uh, my GPS navigation system works sporadically. My card, um, the media console turns off all the time. There's been multiple times where my backup camera hasn't worked. My roof won't close. <laughs> Uh, what else happened? I was driving the other day and um, it turned a transmission light came off. It turned like it turned off another braking feature. All these lights started flashing. Luckily, I was with Kelsey who took a video. All these notifications came to my phone and I sent them a message being like, we need to talk about a buyback because this is just not okay. Mm-hmm. They're not entertaining the buyback. And um, they basically, the girl who said, the presidential office girl who said that she would take care of it and only communicate with me so I don't have to deal with the dealership, is no longer honoring that. So she's basically like, go to a dealership and get it fixed. And like our offer still stands. We're not interested in a buyback. She gives two shits. Gives zero fucks. And I then do a brief little skim of the internet to see if other people are experiencing this issue. How many posts did I find the other day? Oh my gosh, so many. So many posts and recalls on the car with uh, with other people saying like, I'm experiencing this and the dealership's like telling me to fuck off. Meanwhile, back in the spring, they fully, summer, they fully lied to me saying no one has ever experienced this. The engineers have never seen this. And that's where I'm at with Ford. I haven't gone to the dealership yet, guys, because I physically, mentally can not handle it. So bottom line, don't buy a fucking Ford. Don't buy a Ford. I had the same situation with, um, <clears throat> excuse me, with uh, Chrysler. Similar. But there's ways around it, but you got to have the capacity to do it. And you've got to have, I think it took me six months to fight Chrysler to get what I want. But like, gone to the bsa like yeah the thing is it's like there's a clear path of where i go right mm-hmm. you go to the bsa you open a claim you have to like fight them for it the issue that i don't understand it's not even an issue is that like i actually like physically mentally don't want to go down that road and i just don't understand like i've never asked for anything outrageous i basically said like i have a sixty thousand dollar loan with you can i just have a car that works mm-hmm. you know Honey, they'll give you a car that works for $60,000. may not be worth $60,000. It's just like, but for me, it's wild. If you are selling a product and it's causing people this many problems, you have to take the vehicle back. Give me a new one again. I don't care. Yeah, like or put it on recall and fix all of them or something. Because when you're actually dealing with dealerships on lemons and buybacks, the first solution is they they take the car back. They give you a new one. They replace it. And honestly, like, replace it again. I don't care. I, I, didn't, I never once demanded anything outrageous. Yeah. 
I just wanted respect and a car that worked. And I can't even be met with that. I have one girl in the president's office, the executive office, not even acknowledging points in my email, basically telling me to fuck off. Despicable, put your money elsewhere. And, and I know people have issues like this with a lot of car dealerships. I know car dealerships have, you know, that reputation. But for me, I would never, ever give my money to a company like this again. And I would encourage anyone in my circle to consider where they put their money as well. I started posting on their social asking for help. They started deleting my comments. Yeah. Deleting my comments. So I started taking screenshots and I was like, why are you deleting my comments? And then I actually wrote a nastier one telling people not to buy a Ford. That was worse than the other one. The first one just asked for help. (laughs) People have to realize that car dealerships, you sign the paper, you're done. That's it. That's it. I have never heard of a car dealership that has come out on the positive end of that spectrum when something happens like that. I have never heard it. Never. From anybody. You know what's wild though? Like how many people are in the situation that I am with Ford right now? Does it really impact you such a large corporation to just swap out my car? Does it impact you that much? Am I inconveniencing you with my car troubles? I don't know, honey. This episode was a bit more heated than last week. <laughs> yeah. Less funny, more emotional, but that's what happened. Yeah. I'm at a I'm at a loss of words when it comes to I've been there and I've done that and I only know my experience and I just won't deal with the dealership anymore. That's why yeah, I, I think I'm just more so shocked. Like I'm more so shocked that nothing's come from it. Like, okay, go mm-hmm. get it fixed. I'm like but you know All what, right. honey, now when somebody tells you the story, because it's going to happen to somebody else with another dealership, another vehicle, you're not going to be that surprised. No. I don't know what to say. That's a slimy industry. Unless somebody can message us and prove us wrong or tell us a story or I don't know. I think that it's a slimy fucking industry. It's exhausting. The whole thing's exhausting. It's exhausting. I hate them. Basically, bottom line is I paid $60,000 to promote Ford. <laughs> The yeah. most expensive campaign of my life. Yeah. And the only so. way out of it is going to cost you more money. Oh, yeah. Piece of shit. But pre-owned dealerships, in my opinion, are what's up. <laughs> so if you work at a pre-owned and you're interested in buying back my car, come at me, honeys. Come at me. <laughs> hey, you never know. We should start a buy back honey's car campaign on Instagram. It's so funny. So many people in my stories have been so supportive. They're like, oh, yeah, I work at a dealership. Or, oh, yeah, do this. And I'm like, I've tried. And when they hear the story, they're like, there's no way that's happened. And I'm like, oh, it's happened. Everyone is shocked that I've talked to that works in the industry. And I'm like, well, too little, too late. Okay. Oh, we can help you refinance a new car. Oh, yeah. So let me just take my $60,000 and just refinance it. Honey, honey, they're not that shocked. I'll tell you that. (laughs) They're not that shocked. Oh, my God. I'm shocked. That's shocking. Really? I've never seen that in my life. Dogs pee on grass. You're shocked? You're shocked that your industry does that? Fuck off. I don't want to hear about it. That fucking industry drove me nuts, lost me money. Oh, you bought a car that doesn't work? Oh, you did? It's like the girls yeah. were fried. Oh, yeah. you do. Oh, you did. Oh. 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 
I'm going to talk to my finance manager and see if there's something we can do. I'm like, unless you're giving me $20,000 for free to make up for it, I'm not interested. Oh, they're not buying back your car? What they said? That's shocking. Shocking. Shut up. Everyone shut up. (laughs) We hate Ford. Nobody shop at Ford. Nobody Nobody shop at Ford. If 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 I see any of you people driving around with a Ford vehicle... But I see any of you guys in a fucking Ford dealership car shopping. <laughs> yeah, if you already have the Ford, sorry, I take that back. Cars are expensive. <laughs> hey, and also, if you have a Ford Escape 2020 hybrid and mm-hmm. it's doing this to you, please also let me know. Okay. Or if you've been in this situation and bought help somewhere. That's right. Sure. Okay, we talked a lot of shit. Well, I did. So let's do some takeaways for this week. Number one, don't buy a Ford. That's don't, it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, also, Lincoln falls under that. So... Next. Really? Yeah, Ford Lincoln. Both Damn. pieces of shit. Okay. Yeah. Sad. The Lincolns are very nice, but. Yeah. Was... Uh, being in alignment with your clients, your brand and your That's clients right. being in alignment. Don't stay in, in a job that makes you unhappy. Yeah. Don't do things just for the money. Yeah. Mm. Is that all we talked about today? Do we have a third? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think so. All right. <laughs> They're both two very strong topics. Like, yeah. you know, not everything can be funny sometimes, you guys. <laughs> no, but what was really funny? Uh, ooh, I can end this off on a high note. Last week we talked about how my science skills are uh, part of none, and I forgot to mention that um, I actually in high school was on the basketball team. I sucked. I got cut in grade nine or ten. Um, I didn't belong on that team anyways. Like I only liked it because my best friend Riley was on it, but, um, I got nicknamed Billy or Bill Nye, the science guy, because I was failing science 10 and they wouldn't let me on the court till I was passing. (laughs) So I have a sweatshirt that says Billy on the back. Then I got cut. I played basketball too. Did you? Yeah. Man, I was terrible. I played for four years until I realized volleyball was really my shit. Mm. Well, I might be short, but your girl can play. <laughs> she can set up a mean play. She's a uh-huh. great setter. Get it, girl. I guess that kind mm. of was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, honey. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Unfiltered with Allie. Just a friendly reminder that I have two episodes that drop every single week for you on Tuesdays and on Fridays. And if you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe. And of course, leave me a review. I love hearing what you guys think of the episodes. Lastly, be sure to connect with me over on Instagram at at unfiltered with Allie. You'll be able to access a ton of extra content from each of the episodes. Slide into my DMs and... You can find the link for my free online community. This is designed for inspiring, badass women all around the world. I can't wait to chat with you next week. See you then.